Welcome to the Living Room Podcast. The Living Room is the college ministry at Buckhead Church in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information, you can check out the Living Room ATL on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this talk. our family. Come on, can we just celebrate for a second? If you're in the room right now, I'd be saying, can we just make some noise? But in the chat or wherever you are, can you make some noise? Maybe throw some hand clap emojis in the chat. That was incredible, an amazing way to kick off this new year, this new semester here at TLR. Hey, once again, if we've never met before, my name is Matt and I get to lead TLR here at Buckhead. And uh, I'm so excited for tonight. But before we go any further tonight, I just wanna pause and say some of my favorite people in the world are in the chat tuning in right now, which all of you are some of my favorite people. Like I love the Living Room family, I miss you guys. Um, But specifically right now, I'm speaking about the small group leaders here at the Living Room. We have some of the most amazing people leading small groups here at the Living Room. Maybe you're tuning in right now and you're like, small group, what is that? Well, listen, every single Monday night at the end of service, Uh, Usually when we're in person, we would go to groups, but in this context right now, while we're just virtual online here on YouTube, uh, we meet primarily in Zoom, uh, on Zoom, over Zoom. That's how small groups take place right now. And there are female groups, there are male groups, and there are co-ed groups with males and females in them. And I'm telling you, if you're not in a small group, you're missing out. Let me say that again. If you're not in a small group and you're not in a community of people that are all not perfect, but all seeking to go in a similar direction, seeking to follow Jesus, then I'm telling you, you are missing out. If you're simply just tuning in on Monday nights or attending on Monday nights, but you're not taking that next step in a small group, in a community, then I believe you're missing out on maybe the best part of TLR. And so here's my challenge tonight, groups are open. You can text the word community to the number on the screen, the 840 number right now, and you'll get a text sent back to you that'll have a link for you to fill out. Or you can go to our Instagram bio right now, click on the link tree, click on small groups and fill out the link. But listen, here's what I want you to know. Small group signups close tomorrow at noon, okay? So you have like less than 24 hours left to sign up for a group, but I'm telling you, it could be one of the best decisions that you make for yourself in this year. I promise you, take me up on that. Give it a shot. So there's my pitch for group, small group leaders. We love y'all so much. Seriously, thank you for staying with it in this season. I know it's hard. But hey, listen, um, like I said, I'm excited for tonight. And I wanna start off tonight by just asking you guys a question. And the question is this, have you ever dodged a phone call? Like, you know what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about like a phone call from a solicitor or from, um, you know, like over the past couple months, we were getting a lot of these like calls from like people being like, please vote for so-and-so, you know? I'm not talking about those calls. I'm not talking about a call from, from your ex, like your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. I'm talking about dodging a phone call from, you know, like that family member maybe, like that aunt or uncle or grandparent. And, and it's not that you don't like to talk to them. It's not that you don't love them. It's just that every time they call, like, it's gonna be a minimum of 90 to 120 minutes on the phone with them. Like it just is, it doesn't even matter. You could be like, hey, I don't have long. And they're like, no big deal. And then 85 minutes later, you're like, how did we get here again, you know? And and every time they call, you, you somehow talk about the same thing that you talked about and recapped for 90 minutes the last time they called, you know, a month and a half ago. 
And every time like the phone rings and you see their name come up, you're like, oh man, it's like this moment of panic. Am I, am I the only one? Like, just let me know in the chat if you can relate. And you're like, what, what do I do? What do I do? Like, do I just let it ring? No, I can't do that because they'll keep calling back. Okay, do I, do I answer and like say that I'm on my way to a job interview? No, because they'll, they'll call me out on that. They'll know that I'm making that up. Do I say like, hey, service is bad. What do I do? Do I just answer it and stick it out? Like we are just searching for any way to get out of this. We're searching for any way to say, hey, I'm so sorry, but I'm unavailable. I'm unavailable. And it's one thing to be unavailable for a phone call, but what happens when you're actually unavailable for something that's maybe a little bit more important in life? I'm not saying the phone call with your aunt or uncle or grandma, whoever it might be, is not important, but what happens when like, you're unavailable for a relationship in your life? And there's a key relationship that you know you need to work on you know you need to have some pivotal conversations, but you're like, ah, I, just, I don't wanna go there, I'm unavailable. You're just searching for any way out. What happens when you're unavailable for your job? When you're unavailable for, for your health? You know there's certain things that you need to start doing or quit doing, but you're just like, ah, unavailable, not now. What happens when you're unavailable for, for class, for school? You're making this significant investment Maybe people are making this investment, helping you with this investment, but you're just not giving it all that you should be giving it. And you're like, ah, I'm just unavailable. What happens when you're unavailable for that conversation that you, need, you know you need to have with your parents or someone close to you? What happens when you're unavailable when it comes to your faith? You're like, ah, I'm just, I'm unavailable. And, and here's what I know to be true about every single person tuning in tonight, including myself is that all of us want to grow, right? Like all of us want to improve. We wanna get better in life. We don't wanna get worse. Like we don't wanna backtrack. We wanna move forward. All of us want to, to make an impact. We wanna make a difference in this world. But we, we want new and exciting opportunities to come our way. We wanna make gains in various areas of our life. All of us would say that we want more peace less chaos, especially coming out of year like 2020. It's like, man, yeah, I just need a whole lot more peace. But then you know what happens oftentimes? Opportunity comes knocking on the door for you. And you're like, ah, yeah, there's this internship or this job, but I don't know, it's not really big enough. Like I've been praying for, for bigger things, you know? I don't think it's the right opportunity. It doesn't pay enough, so nah, I'm unavailable. I'm gonna pass up on that. Or a friend calls and they're like, hey man, like, or hey girl, you know, we, we should start reading this together. We should start doing this study or we should start working out together or getting in this habit. And you're like, oh, that just seems like a lot of work. I don't know, I'd rather sleep in. I'm not sure that I have time for that. I'm, I'm unavailable. Or maybe like you want something different in your life this year. Like you want this year to look nothing like last year, but then you're not willing to make any changes in your life. And do you know what happens whether we intend to or not? I think what we oftentimes communicate is this right here. Sorry, I'm unavailable. Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm unavailable. And listen, I'm not trying to come at you right now. Like some of you are like, whoa, Matt, chill. Like, you know, like you're just coming in. It's the spring kickoff. Like, can't we just talk about like goals for this year and be like, come on, we're gonna do it. Let's go, go team, you know? Yeah, we could, but we're not, you know? And so I'm not trying to say that you're unavailable 
for like the wrong reasons or that you're not doing important things. No, 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 I'm so proud of you guys. So many of you right now, like you're changing the world. You're doing amazing things. I'm not trying to say that you should say yes to every single opportunity. No, there is a time and a place to say no. In fact, some of you, that could be the best thing you could do in this year is say no more often than you did last year. But what I am trying to say is this, the lid to your growth in 2021, or for that matter, really in any season of your life, the lid to your growth will be directly related to the level of your availability. Let me say that again. The lid to your growth is going to be directly related to the level of your availability. I have a daughter named Willow and she uh, turned two in October. So she's coming up on two and a half here in a couple of months. And so Willow's talking a whole lot more now. And like, she's at this super fun age and season in life. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I realized that Willow started asking me this new question. She had never really asked it to me before, at least not intentionally. And the question she, she would ask me is, is, daddy, can you come walk with me? Walk with me, daddy? And it would be like, I just like would wake her up and like be making her breakfast. And she would just come up to me and be like, walk with me, daddy? And I'd be like, okay, like, where do you wanna go? You know, we're inside. Like, I don't know where we're gonna walk to, but sure. And then she would like grab my hand, you know, sometimes and we'd just start walking and I'd be like, I don't know where we're going, but I'm just gonna go with you. And usually she would walk me over or she does walk me over to, to kind of like her play mat area. And she's like, daddy, sit down, you know? And so we sit down and then she just starts asking me to do things. And you know, after she asked me this like 10 times over the span of like 10 days, cause she asked me it like every single day, I realized something. I realized that Willow didn't even really know where she was going. Like, it wasn't like she had this big plan in mind of like, daddy, come with me. I'm gonna show you something awesome. No, no, no. She really was just like, hey, dad, will you come and spend time with me? Will you come and be present with me? Will you just come and sit with me and be with me? And man, as I've reflected on that question from my two-year-old daughter, I've realized that God has been speaking to me through her. You know how oftentimes God will speak to you through the people around you? Well, that includes sometimes your, your two-year-old daughter. And the question that Willow was really asking me, she just didn't know how to verbalize it because she's only two. And the question that I heard God ask me and the question that I think God wants to ask every single one of you tonight as well is this question right here. Are you available? Are you available? Are you willing to walk with me and follow me and come along, even if you don't have any clue where we're going? And your response to this question, are you available, is more important than you know. In fact, God has been asking this question for a very, very, very long time. Tonight, we're gonna go back to the Old Testament, first part of the Bible, back to the second book of the Bible, the book of Exodus. And we're gonna be in Exodus chapter three for a minute. But before we dive in, I wanna give you some context to, as to how we got to this moment, like what happens in Exodus chapter one and Exodus chapter two. You can go back and read this. I'm just gonna kind of breeze through this. But basically these people, the Israelites were oppressed by the Egyptians, okay? They were in slavery, they were in captivity, they were being treated brutally. And eventually it got to this point where the Egyptians realized that the Israelites were growing in number and they were expanding and they couldn't really stop them even though they, were, they had them oppressed and they were like, this is not good. And so eventually Pharaoh, the leader of the Egyptians said, hey, every Hebrew boy needs to be killed. 
And so Moses, this, this man named, boy named Moses, or boy that would eventually become named Moses, his mom was like, man, I don't know what to do. And when Moses was born, his mom put him in the Nile River and said, this is the best hope, it's in God's hands. And Moses was found by Pharaoh, the leader of the Egyptians. He was found by Pharaoh's daughter. It's a crazy story, you can read it. And eventually Pharaoh's daughter adopts Moses to be her own son. But then as Moses grows up, eventually one day he's out in the fields and he sees these Egyptians treating uh, these Israelites really, really terribly. And so Moses does something awful and he kills this Egyptian man and he tries to cover it up, but he couldn't cover it up. And eventually Pharaoh receives news of this. And so Pharaoh says, hey, I'm gonna kill Moses. So now Moses is on the run from Pharaoh, but Moses eventually finds a new home. He, he, he marries a wife or he marries someone that becomes his wife. He marries a wife, that doesn't really make any sense. But meanwhile, the Israelites are still in captivity to the Egyptians. And this is where it picks up in Exodus chapter three, verse one. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Keep going. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'm gonna go over there and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. So of course, like if you saw this, you would do the same thing. If you saw this bush on fire, like there were flames, you know, raging out of this bush, but the bush was not burning up, like nothing was happening to the bush. The bush was on a, unfazed by the fire. You would probably be like, yo, this is terrifying, but what's going on? Like, I'm gonna go check this out. So that's what happens here. Moses is like, yo, I'm gonna go see what's going on. Like, why is this bush not burning up? So as Moses comes closer, look, the story goes on and look what happens next. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, speaking of Moses, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. So Moses hears this voice coming out of the bush, calling his name. He has no idea at this point whose voice this is. And I'm sure now Moses is like, okay, this has now gotten really weird. Like the bush on fire burning, but nothing happening to it. That was pretty weird. But now hearing a voice calling out of the bush saying my name, this is crazy. And Moses could have easily been like, yo, I'm out, I'm gone. Like, I don't know why this voice is calling my name. I, I, you know, something must be wrong. I need to go see a doctor. Moses could have easily just backed out of the situation and said, hey, I'm unavailable, so sorry. Just like we oftentimes do on the phone call with our aunt. <laughs> but look at how Moses responds. Verse, verse four, and then verse four. And Moses said, here I am. Here I am. Those three words right here are three of the most powerful words you could ever say to God. Here I am. Essentially what Moses is saying in this moment is, I'm available. I don't know who it is. I don't know who's calling my name, but here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm available. And listen, God often does not give you the reason until we respond. 
Moses didn't even know that this was God calling, but a lot of times when we hear God calling us, we're like, well, God, why? Like, what's the reason? Why, why do you want me to go there? Why do you want me to talk to that person? Why do you want me to say yes to this opportunity or no to that opportunity? But listen, God often doesn't give you the reason until you respond, until you just say, hey, I'm available, I'll go, and then he'll show you. And so Moses responds and says, here I am. And then very quickly after, God reveals himself and says, hey, it's me. And then God goes on to clearly tell Moses the reason why he called. Check this out. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, Moses. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. God says, hey, I I know what's going on. I know that the Israelites are still being oppressed by the Egyptians. So Moses, go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt, out of captivity. But Moses, like many of us, is like, what? God, you've got the wrong guy. Like, look at the way Moses responds. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go out to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Moses is like, no, 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 God. I can't do this. You don't understand. I'm just an ordinary guy. Like, I don't have the qualifications. I don't have the experience. I don't even know that I have the courage. Moses talks about a lot about how like he had a stuttering problem. He's like, God, I I can't do this. I can't be the leader of this amazing movement. are, Are you serious? Like, do you understand? Pharaoh wants to kill me. God, you've got the wrong guy. But notice, God never once asked Moses if he had the abilities to do it. See, God doesn't really care that much whether or not we're able. He's just asking, are you available? Another way to say it is is this. Your greatest ability is your availability. Your greatest ability is your availability. And what God had asked Moses to do would not be easy. No, no, it was gonna be very, very difficult. Like Moses was right to kind of be like, whoa, because this was not gonna be just an easy thing. This was not just like, hey guys, come on, let's, let's go, it's time to go. Come on, sorry Egyptians, like we're moving on out. You know, no, no, it wasn't gonna go down like that. Like it was gonna be a battle. It was gonna take some time. It was gonna be hard. And for many of us, we'll, we'll say yes to God unless. We'll say yes unless it, it just gets too hard. No, 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 I didn't sign up for this. It's too hard. I'm out, I'm unavailable. We'll say yes, unless it just takes too long. Like, man, I, th- I thought we were gonna be here by now. It's been six weeks, I'm out. We'll say yes, unless it's just not what we thought it would be. Man, I, I thought this was gonna be different. I'm not really, this isn't doing much for me, you know? I'm not gaining any followers on Instagram. In fact, I lost a few followers for what I posted. So I'm out, sorry, I'm unavailable. We'll say yes, unless something better comes up. Like, hey, this seems like the best thing right now, but if I get a better opportunity, then I'm gonna jump suit at that, you know? But can I just say this, that saying yes to what's best is not always gonna be easy. In fact, usually saying yes to what's best is gonna be hard. That's why we usually wanna say no to what's best and we wanna say yes to what feels easy. 
But look at the way God responds. And God says to Moses, I'll be with you. He doesn't try to like talk him into it or tell him about like how the journey is gonna be, what's gonna happen. He just says, hey, I'm gonna be with you. God's like, Moses, you've got my yes. My yes is secure. God's yes in your life, TLR, it's secure. But your yes will be tested. And do you know why your yes will be tested? Because your yes is not just for you. Your yes is gonna cost you something. Your yes is connected to your purpose. And this is why the enemy is fighting for your yes, because he knows what's connected to it. You do have an enemy in this world, the devil. And he is fighting for your yes. He is trying to get you to say no to the things that God wants you to do because he knows if I can get you to say no and if I can get you to say yes to something else, then ultimately you're gonna miss out on the purpose that God has for you. There is a battle for your yes. And come on, it's true. Man, I hope you hear me say this tonight. You can't say yes to everything. Some of you need to stop saying yes so much because it's just not wise. You have to learn to protect your yes. So let me just ask you tonight, maybe you've never thought about this question before. What are you saying yes to? Is your yes a worthwhile investment right now? You only have so much time. You can only say yes to so many things. So are you making your yes a worthwhile investment? And let me ask you an even bigger question. Does God have your yes? Maybe you're like, well, he does in certain areas of my life, but then in other areas, no, I've told God that that area right now at least is unavailable because I'm in college. And so in this season of my life, these three areas are unavailable. And when I get out of college, those areas might start to be available, but right now they're unavailable. Does God have your yes? Does God have your yes in every area of your life? Are you available? Or are you still like, oh, I don't know. One of the most famous scriptures in the Bible is found in the book of Jeremiah and God's speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. And look at this, Jeremiah 29, 11. You may have heard this verse before. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And you know what that verse is implying? For I know the plans I have for you. God's saying, I know the plans I have for you, which implies you don't. God knows the plans he has for you and you don't. You think you know your plans, but look at what the writer in Proverbs says, one of the most wisest people to ever live. He says this, Solomon, King Solomon, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Hey, you think you know your plans, you think you know where you're going, but come on, if there's anything you learned from, from this past year, we're not in control. We don't have a, a clue. That might be too far. Maybe we have a clue, but, but we don't control it. Humans think they plan their course, but the Lord establishes our steps. So why would we not at least consider, God, if that's true, then I'm available. Guide me. God wants to align opportunities with our obedience. And do you know what obedience really is? Obedience is letting God set the direction, even if he doesn't give you all the details. Obedience is saying, God, I'll walk with you. 
I trust you. I'll let you set the direction and show me where we're going, even if you don't give me all the details up front. Man, what if, what if Moses had walked away? What if Moses, when he heard that voice in the bush, had said, nope, I'm unavailable. Not right now, I've got things going on, God. I'm good. What if he had walked away? He would have missed the miracles in his life that God was gonna show him and do in and through him over the next 40 or so years of his life. He would have missed the Nile turning to blood. He would have missed the Red Sea parting. He would have missed receiving and giving the 10 commandments. He would have missed leading the Israelites out of Egypt, out of captivity. He would have missed it. And you know what could happen if you're not willing to say yes to God and say, Lord, here I am, I'm available. You could miss some miracles that God wants to do in your life, some miracles that God wants to do through your life. Your yes could unlock some miracles for the people around you that they could experience. God wants to use you to do that. And so TLR fam, I, I just wanna really challenge you tonight to pray a really dangerous prayer. And, and I'm just gonna give you this warning. Please think about this prayer before you pray it. And what I mean by that is this, if you're not serious about this, then I would encourage you, maybe don't pray this prayer right now until you can actually say, no, no, I'm serious, then maybe don't pray this exact prayer. And the prayer is this, God, I'm available. Lord, I'm available. Here I am. You can have it all. Because if you pray that prayer, Lord, I'm available, use me. I'm telling you, he's gonna start to do things in your life. He's gonna start to bring opportunities your way. He's gonna start to say, hey, you prayed the prayer. Are you willing to get a little bit uncomfortable? Are you willing to step out? Are you willing to have that conversation? Are you willing to let go of that thing? Are you willing to make the hard decision? Are you willing to go there? But I'm telling you, while it won't be easy, it will be so worth it. Here I am, God, I'm available. You can have it all. And you know what's so cool? I used to think that, that God was just inviting us to surrender to him. I used to think for so long that all God wanted was us just to say, oh, I'm surrendering, God, I'm available. Here I am, you can have it all. And yes, that, that is all God wants from you ultimately. But do you know what's so cool? is that is also God's response to us. God looks at us and he says, hey, I want you to surrender your life to me because man, I love you. You're my son, you're my daughter, just like Paul was talking about a little bit ago. But God is also saying to you tonight, right now, just as you are, as broken as your life may be, he's saying, hey, here I am. You can have it all. God's saying, no, no, no. I sent my son Jesus, I'm available. My freedom is available. My hope is available. My healing is available. My purpose is available. Take it, you can have it. I've already surrendered to you. I've already given everything to you. God's not just inviting us to surrender. He's also inviting us to receive. So I don't know where you're at tonight. 
Maybe you're a Christ follower, you've been following Jesus for a while now, and maybe tonight you just need to open your hands and receive from the Lord. Say, God, I receive peace in my life. I receive hope. I receive freedom. I receive confidence. I receive self-control. I receive it. Or maybe tonight for you, you need to surrender for the very first time and say, Lord, here I am. I'm available. I'm available. Maybe tonight you, for the very first time, wanna surrender your life to him, to Jesus. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, for my sins, for the sins of humanity, but he didn't stay dead. Three days later, he rose victorious over death so that you and I could have life. And in Romans, in the Bible, Romans chapter 10, verse nine says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so tonight I'm just inviting someone right now just to say, Jesus, I believe. I believe that you are who you say you are. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And if that's you right now, if you just wanna put your faith in Jesus and you wanna receive him as Lord and savior of your life, right now in the chat, I would love for you just to say, here I am. Just type those words in the chat. Our team is on right now. We wanna celebrate with you. Just say, Lord, here I am. The band is gonna come out right now. We're gonna clear the stage and they're gonna close us out in a song that basically says everything I just said. It's a song that has been wrecking me to my core over the past couple of weeks. It's a song called Available. And the main line in the song just says, here I am, here I am. You can have it all. In fact, I know we were gonna play the full song, but if y'all would just be willing just to jump into that part, just the bridge, for the next two or three minutes, I would love just to sing that over and over. And I would love to invite all of you tuning in to receive it. Maybe if you feel bold enough and led to do so to receive it, I'm just gonna stay up here with you guys. But if you would just lead us in that, here I am, here I am, you can have it all. James. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed the message. If you wanna stay connected, follow us on Instagram at The Living Room ATL. Remember TLR fam, we love you, we're for you, and we'll see you next time.